0: Draws clean out Mizzy. It's a beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Mock Sports presents the Quaddie Potty for one final time in 2022. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always, joined by fellow founder of The Mock Sports brand Nick Hyland, how are you, mate?
1: Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Last episode for the spring. So it's pretty exciting. But, yeah, big things in store coming up. So
0: Yeah, and uh, I can see you. Yeah. I can see you. The punters should be able to see us as well. Hopefully. Uh, we say that very presumptuous again. Like, we've said it a couple of times in the last few episodes. Uh, video's coming. We've tried we and time. we've tried. This time, we're pretty confident you'll be able to see us punters. So... Hopefully I'm looking right down the barrel of camera right now and looking you in the eye. So if not, if you're not watching us right now, you'll know that once again, our editing stuffed up and we couldn't get the corrupted visual files over, but audio will always be coming to you like always. So Nick, before we get into the rundown for this week's uh, Kemble Grange card, let's just go through the spring that was, it was a very big spring, a lot of upsets, a lot of uh, horses Announcing themselves to the world. Uh, there were a lot of horses missing as well. You had very elegant, was off in Europe, and now she's retired. Incentivize was injured, so you think was injured. Not so you think, sorry, it's sun, think it over. Uh, Hitotsu, Spanish Mission, uh, Delphi, I think, as well. The list goes on. Like the first four from last year's Melbourne Cup, they were all out. So we missed a lot of horses, and then a lot of horses came to the forefront as well. We've got a new wave of Australian talent coming in with the likes of uh, Animo, Alligator Blood. Uh, They're now the stars of Australian racing. So out of all of the horses we saw go around this spring, what do you reckon was the horse of the spring?
1: Uh, Look, it's hard to go past Animo winning a lot of big races. Obviously Cox Plate's probably the biggest wait-for-age race in Australia, if not the world. So I think it's pretty hard to go past that. Um, Probably the most talented horse this spring. Let's take away last week. Probably shouldn't have had the run two weeks back, whatever it was. Um, But, yeah, but I'd say that that's probably the best horse this spring, in my opinion. Obviously, Gold Trip winning the Melbourne Cup is another good one. There's a lot in there. But, um, yeah, I think that or even... If, you give a, if I give a Sydney horse, I think that near the end of the Spring Carnival, um, Ellsberg really stood up and 100%. had a really, really good spring. So that'll be me.
0: Yeah, horse of the spring, I have to say Animo as well, but I won't steal yours and just say the exact same things. I'll expand on the one you said at the end there, Ellsberg. Gee, we've been on Ellsberg since almost the start of his career. When we started out this podcast two years ago, uh, Ellsberg has been tipped every single start except for the Epsom when it got up in the Group 1 and we looked very silly because we, like everyone, said that it wasn't going to be able to run out a strong 1600 because we'd tipped it in 1600 metre Group 1 races before and it crumbled under the pressure but came out, ran excellently, won in that famous dead heat, then went on again and proved the doubters wrong and absolutely blitzed in the 1800 metres and set the course record in the process. So Ellsberg is absolutely flying punters. Uh, so I'll say horse of the spring was Ellsberg for me as well. But now, Nick, we can't forget about the jockeys. Jockey of the spring, who do you reckon it is and why?
1: J-Mac again had a real good spring leading up, probably into, except for the last couple of weeks, going into the prep. Um, It's hard to go past J-Mac in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I'd have to go J-Mac and spring.
0: Yeah, J-Mac, fair enough. I'm going to go a little bit left field. Mickey D, Michael D, airborne. Absolutely airborne. I felt bad for him. I believe he was on Luna Flair, which got the scratch in the Melbourne Cup, which robbed him of the opportunity to try and do the uh, the Melbourne Stayers triple count. Won the Caulfield Cup on Durston. Won the Derby on – sorry, I keep saying Derby – the Derby on manzois And was going to be on Luna Flair, got scratched. But, yeah, he is smashing it. He is in the form of his life. Shout out also to Blake Shin. Blake Shin is in ripping form, and that's yep. – uh, been translated to I believe he's been invited back to Hong Kong to go over with the rest of the Australian jockeys going over there in the uh, summer carnival. Like COVID's done now. The Australian jack jockeys are back over there. Jamie Carr's going, J Max going, Huey Bowman, John McNeil, a bunch of them are headed over to Hong Kong for the international meets over there, mm-hmm. which will be very exciting. But yeah, Mickey D would be one that I would like to highlight.
1: Yeah, even Craig Williams. Craig Williams had a real good... of course, definitely. Can't go past that. I'll I'll give that a mention as well. So, yeah, Craig Williams had a fantastic spring carnival.
0: Yeah, he's back to where he was before we started this podcast. We've grown up uh, seeing him race really good, and then as soon as we turned the age of 18 and started to punt, he sort of dropped off. I think we've thrown criticism at him a couple of times on the podcast, but he's well and truly back in the best form of his career. He's doing well. He's coming off... Plenty of group wins and an Everest win on Giga Kick as well. Absolutely excellent riding from Craig Williams. So, moment of the spring. Best moment this spring in horse racing. It could be a win. Might not even be a win, just a run or just moment in general that happened in the industry. What do you think it is?
1: Well, mine has to be that first, first up run for Nature's Trip coming back from Royal Ascot. Um, it's the best run I've seen that horse race. Favourite horse. Yeah, it was probably the, one of the best runs I've seen any horse run. Perfect. Literally, how how you want to see your horse, run into the final line, three wide, no cover, come right around the outside, run through to the end. Pretty happy.
0: Yeah, and especially since he was a horse that had to lead to win, mm. proved everyone wrong. He was able to sit behind them for the first time in his career and still blitz in. Of course, he went on to fail to fire in the, uh, the Everest – end the champion's sprint reasons maybe because too tired from England or just too tired from the Everest in general. Who's to say we'll see him come back in autumn hopefully and prove the doubters that he would have picked up from his last two runs wrong again as he has done so many times in his career. Moment of the spring for me, I don't know, I like to – it's a tough one. There's been a lot of really strong moments um, but – Mine, I'm going off track for mine. I spoke about it on the podcast. Um, the owner of Durston, when it won the uh, Caulfield Cup, was very emotional to see him break down in tears because he wasn't in Melbourne. He was at Randwick that day, and he was cheering it on on the TV. And as soon as it got over the line, crumbled down. Was just so emotional. It just showed what the beautiful game of horse racing can do to people. So uh, shout at him. The name is uh, escaping me at the moment. I do know his name, but it is escaping me. But, yeah, that was really special to see, and it just highlights that spring racing and horse racing in general is just magical. It just gets the people involved, and that showed with uh, almost 50,000 people coming out to the Everest. Uh, Crowds are back. Melbourne Cup Carnival is packed again. So, yeah, there are more people at the races than ever, and it's very exciting times ahead, and I think that that moment in particular just highlights how special this great game is. 100%. 100%. Well, Nick, moving forward from spring into autumn, this is that's when we're going to be back on the air consistently going through the weekly cards. We'll pop up for a few bonus episodes between now and then. But going into autumn, I'll ask you now, and I'll probably ask you again at the start of autumn, who's the horses or horse you're most looking forward to running in this, the autumn time?
1: Well, as I said to you a bit earlier, I've, um, I've struck some gold here. I've you have. I've gotten in on a pretty good deal um, with my old man in their um, punters club um, and we've got 19 two-year-olds running around coming through next year. So and just tri-
0: explain to us how you have ended up with a stable of two-year-olds, almost 22-year-olds yeah. just at the punters club. Explain that.
1: So they, they've been doing a punters club for, what, 25-odd 20, years and they've got a lot of money into the account. And um, my granddad. We pulled him out, he's getting a bit too old now, just not not involved too much. And there was a free slot and dad goes, Nick will buy straight in. Just tell him how much he has to pay, he'll buy straight in. So I ended up buying in for a set amount of money and I bought myself into this punting club that has been pretty successful (laughs) over the last 20 years. And they've got quite a bit of money. As you can see, they've just bought a stable worth of horses, 22-year-olds and a couple of three-year-olds as well. And, and only um, small percentages of those. Only small well. percentages, of, of obviously. Yeah. No brace of Sokolki's yeah.
0: out here when it comes to money dropping on horses. But, but
1: um, we still 20, 20 I think we own five or ten. Between five or ten percent. I think the most we own is twenty-five percent in a couple of them. Um, but yeah, we we've got twenty-two year olds running, hopefully through into this um, into the autumn carnival. Hopefully, we've got a, some good ones in there. So that's probably the thing I'm most Looking forward to seeing is horses that I personally now own Bad, Running true. running around We've got one that um, was sired by our previous Golden Slipper winner Back in 2016 Can't remember the name off the top of my head If we want to get I'll that up look. quickly
0: I can't remember it as well the, uh, the person, the horse that won in 2016 Let me just check now uh, Capitalist
1: Capitalist, yes yes. So we are side I think two of them We've got two... We got a half brother and a half sister. Um, both of them side by the golden slipper winner. So it's pretty exciting. That's huge, man. That's huge. And I think we've got a half brother of um, the side, same side as Animo.
0: Oh.
1: So not uh, in saying that it's probably side yeah. two hundred horses. <laughs> yeah. But who knows? Could be could be something pretty exciting. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty excited for that. It's probably my most Looking forward to seeing in the autumn. So, um, stay in touch. We'll, we'll be releasing some content about them, um, and hopefully get into some big races and
0: hundred percent golden slipper maybe.
1: I imagine that'd be hilarious.
0: Can you imagine if, like, I was there golden slipper day this year in the owner section, rubbing shoulders with all the, uh, the high rollers, and I was just in the midway that day yeah. <laughs> with highly desired. So, if you end up in the golden slipper be crazy but yeah stay tuned punters hopefully we'll be able to get some updates on the horses head to some trials or head to the race days and just get all the inside word on the Nick's stable Nick's stable of horses what do you reckon we should get a segment going with Nick's stable updates what do you reckon you call it
1: I don't know but we've got I think 14 no not 14 maybe 10 of them are unnamed so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm talking to dad to see if they'll let us call one of them the mo- something to do with the mock sports That'd so we've got one running around but um, mock Mock something like King that, Mock. but um, yeah, it's I'm pretty excited. What about you, mate? What's the thing you're most looking excited to? Well,
0: mine's two year olds as well. I'm really excited to see the showdown of our uh, Platinum Jubilee and um, uh, Empire of Japan, the two winners of the Jim Crack and Breeders Plate uh, back on Epsom Day. They're set to have a showdown in the Magic Millions in the summer time, and then eventually, um. They're probably going to be showing down again in autumn with all of the um, two-year-old races. And then, of course, the ultimate goal being Golden Slipper. Those two absolutely smashed it in their debuts. Both very impressive wins coming from the back, weaving through all the competition and just going on with it and winning very impressively. So I'm very excited to see those two. Uh, Apart from the two-year-olds, probably think it over. We missed him sorely, sorely missed in the spring uh, has become one of our favourite horses going around as we've been at the track for a lot of his big wins. So I've become quite fond of that horse. Hopefully he's able to return to the track nice and healthy. Um, and, yeah, so Think It Over is probably the one that I'm most looking forward to apart from the two-year-olds. So we move on, of course. Um,
1: yeah. Um,
0: uh, move on, sorry.
1: We've got a, we've got a question from Kiwi. He's um he's asked us our top three favorite horses going around at the moment. Um, for me, obviously, uh, I'll lock in Nature Strip's probably probably one of my favorite horses right now. Um, that'd be number one. Um, who else have we got in there? Um, Waterford, Waterford's another one I think. Very good horse going around. And then another third one. It's got to be my boy Aussie Nugget. Aussie always Nugget, there, always there, always a tip, always there. Um, but yeah, those three, pretty. Pretty favourite horses. Um, love watching Waterford run. I think we were doing a black book for a, for a couple of weeks there, spending a lot of time on that. And um, Waterford was the only horse that I rated um,
0: ten out of ten on both runs. Yeah, hundred
1: yeah, no. percent. So, what about you, mate? What are your top three?
0: Um, I'll go Nature Strip to top it because I mean, there's just no horse like it. Um, but Aside from the obvious ones, we spoke about Ellsberg earlier, so I'll put Ellsberg into place too. Uh, Just, like I said, real consistent horse, always puts his best foot forward. And I'm not sure, it's a very good question, Kiwi, to try and think of three favourite horses of mine when considering uh, they've all just gone and retired, especially my top one, Very Elegant. It's uh, tough to come up with a new three coming through. So to round out the three, I would probably have to say I'm Thunderstruck. I really like the way I'm Thunderstruck goes about it. I think he's going to have a big chance going into the all-star mile prep that he will have in autumn. I think him and Alligator Blood run the Quinella in the all-star mile. I'm calling that pretty early. Calling that pretty early because Animo is most likely not going to be there. Animo will probably be running around in Sydney before going off internationally maybe. So they won't have to try and beat Animo. They'll only have to deal with Azaki. And I think they can maybe pip Zaki if... uh, Because Zaki seems to only have one good run in five, which it just had its one good run in five earlier. So I don't think it'll be due come autumn time. But a lot of time between now and then. But yeah, I reckon Nate Strip, Ellsberg, and I'm thunderstruck.
1: Pretty good, pretty good.
0: But uh, finally, Nick, we're talking a lot of jibber-jabber. I know know people come here for the tips. But um, just wondering what favorite mock memory has been so far because we turned two. the, yeah, gong, the gong card was the mark or it showed how much we knew when we started this podcast because we're like yeah we'll get in we'll do all the big races we'll do all the big events and we turned out we had literally just started on the uh the, like last big day of the carnival and we went into summer carnival, which really isn't even a carnival. We were just doing benchmark races, showed what little we knew. We thought we'd just come off the, the spring, just punting ourselves and giving tips to our mates and thought that the whole year was like that. But, yeah, so the Gong 2020 was the first ever episode of the Mock Racing Club podcast. And so two years later, we're now the Mock Sports with the Quaddy Potty. Been a bit of a journey. What's been your favourite part about being a Mock?
1: Uh, there's a couple, a couple that come straight to mind. Obviously, anytime I'm tipping a big winner, it's pretty good. Um, this year in the Group One with Ice Bath, tipping it on the podcast at twenty three dollars is is up there. Um, obviously, Crone, another Group One winner back l- uh, last year, it might have even been two years ago. That now. was
0: that was the Mock Racing Club days. That was one of our yeah. final Mock Racing Club episodes, the yeah. autumn of twenty twenty one, because we launched as the Mock Sports last spring. Yep. So, so yeah, that was a big winner. Craig. That was Henson's a big winner as, as well.
1: I'm pretty sure it was like twenty or thirty dollars almost. I think I tipped it the first time at thirty five dollars or something, and then two weeks later it ran. This that was in just a normal group race. Two weeks later it ran the cool more. And yeah, and got up, yeah, and got up at twenty five yeah, or like, something like that. It was big.
0: It was double figures. Yeah, so that, that's our, probably the, it the was biggest our first. Burden. Ruffy that we'd gotten up On the podcast
1: If not that It's um, Probably what you'll say I reckon Ice bath In The first year Of our Um Podcast Running second In the Um On the, the wet day eagle. Well, the golden eagle Actually
0: that was Pre-podcast That was one of the last times We sent out a tip sheet To our mates We'd gotten everyone On ice bath In the golden eagle Cause I'm very keen On the futures I'm keen at Like seeing how they're going, what horse races they're going to uh, target later on in their prep. So I snagged Ice Bath to the boys at about 50 to 1 because it blitzed it the week before on a saturated track. And I said, boys, get on. It's going to be saturated next week as well. Let's all get on Ice Bath. We all put... A range of money on Some had 5 on Some had 10 Some had 50 And that, 50 was, that was big for us And back that was very big One of the boys case. whacked 50 bucks On a $50 horse And we were about to get really Really up and about If it got up Chased to the line And got pipped by the nose So all of the mock boys There was about 8 of us We were all I don't know if we got on Zoom for that But we were all in the group chat Going off But that's a fond memory. But when it comes to the podcast, I think punners, my favourite memory is yet to happen. Uh, I think it's about what we've been able to do in just the last six months, how much we've been able to grow. And we're currently on the precipice of getting even bigger. We would like to announce the Mock Sports is about to become the Mock Sports PTY Ltd. We are becoming a business. We are turning it into a full-on business, and gonna try and start expanding. Uh, you know, if you don't, ex- what's the saying in business, Nick? If you don't expand, you're not.
1: I don't know what you're yeah, talking I don't about. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: can't survive unless you expand, and so we've decided we're expanding into a business. We're gonna start bringing a whole lot more content across all facets of social media and in the podcast as well. We've just completed phase one of one of our projects, which will be coming soon. So get keen for that. Yep, uh, Involves a podcast as well, a new brand new show. So just completed phase one of that. Uh, and we're about 99% complete all the registrations to become a business as well. So we're very, very keen. We're, I think 2023 is going to be the year of the mock <laughs> and uh, very keen to see what happens because the community is built to a point where we're already stoked with and we just feel like we're going to just keep staking it iron while it's hot and it's going to get even bigger and so i'm very excited to see what comes in the next 12 months 100
1: percent it's pretty exciting um it's getting pretty real to be honest so yeah it's um it's all all happening over here behind the scenes so hopefully we can bring some some good content to you guys yeah. as well
0: just, just getting in a studio is pretty big. Considering we used to do it out of our laptops over Discord in our rooms. Like you were twenty kilometers away in your room, I was in my bedroom. We were just on Discord recording and talking. Pure rubbish. If you go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes, oh. shocking.
1: Yeah, probably not the best. But look, but, uh, as we come a long way. I've
0: heard someone say, if you aren't embarrassed by your first couple episodes in a podcast, you started too late. So. We're happy to see the progression that we've made, not only in our own selves doing the podcast and the way that the quality of content's gotten better, but just from having fifty followers to now over a thousand followers and getting even bigger by the day. It's very, very exciting. So thank you very much for the support, Punners.
1: Hundred percent. All right, mate, do you want to get us straight into the to the rundown?
0: Uh, yes, mate. But first, of course, shout out to Dabble.
1: Yeah, mate, you got a nice looking hat on. If you're watching the watching the YouTube exactly. or whatever, if it's we've on.
0: got the vision up, you will see the hats. Dabble has provided us; the merch has been sent out. Dabble is a Aussie-owned bookie that's changing the game of gambling. You've heard it many times. Any bets we mention in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature. You go into the app, you see any tipsters' tips you want to see in the tipping feed. Whack copy bet on, go straight into your slip. You can put on 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you want on that tip. It's up to you. It's already in your slip. We create the multis. You don't need to go find every single market. Just press copy bet and it's in the slip. It's the easiest way to bet these
1: days. All you have to do is literally go onto our page at the Mock Sports on Double. Look at the bets we've done. Anything you like. We've got some good ones. We'll have some good, good multis that are paying good odds. And we've got some good horses that are probably a bit short if you want to put a higher stake as well. All you have to do is press copy bet copy straight into your bet slip, choose your stake, bets placed. Easy as that, simple, a lot of fun, saves a lot of time, and you can win more money that way.
0: Yeah, well, as your old saying, the more you bet, the more you win. More you but bet, I, li- you win. I like to say gamble responsibly. But, yeah, head over to Dabble, download it on the App Store or Android Play Store, or click the link in our show notes, download Dabble, use the code Sports when signing up, Follow us on the platform. Join the over 14,000 other punters following the Mock Sports on Dabble and win with us in the future. We will still be bringing plenty of bets throughout the summer on the horses as well as cricket, soccer, any other sports we can get our hands on. But don't worry, weekly horse tips will remain on Dabble. Uh, the racing doesn't stop, so neither do we when we come to tipping horses. We're just not doing the podcast. Uh, so, mate, we roll on. Not much of a track report this week because unlike most of the spring carnival, we actually have the sun out. So, again, just like last week, rail in the true position. Uh, rock hard deck. We're down at Kembla Grange this time, away from Randwick Rose Hill. Newcastle last week, it's Kembla Grange's turn for the gong meeting. I reckon it'll play nice and fair, and I reckon a lot of horses with value have chances of getting up. So we'll move in to race one, 1,400 metres, Highways, always so hard to find a winner, punters. Uh, exemplified by last week's $30 winner in the highway. So I think I've found one that should at least have a positive run. Uh, Karen McAvoy ridden, Cameron Crockett trained, limited reality. Last round on Melbourne Cup day in the highway, we were there to watch that. Nick uh, managed to finish less than three lengths off the winner, Salir, who had an outstanding run. Absolutely zoomed down the outside and got up. Uh Really strong through the line. I went back and looked at the replay. Very, very strong through the line. Now gets extra uh, 400 metres to stretch out, I believe. I think he can be in the finish. $10 to win, $3.30 to place. Limited reality for me in the highway.
1: Yeah, nice. I'm going to go with Atmospheric Rock here. $9.50 for the win, $3.10 for a place. Timmy Clark on board. Some big things happening with Timmy Clark coming coming soon content-wise. Um, yeah, second place last start behind Volterra by half a length. Um, and then, yeah, coming in with a win before that with Pikey on board. So yeah, it's a good horse coming through, um, coming into the Metro racing. So it's pretty exciting and I reckon it's a good one at $9.50, a bit better odds than the $2 it's been running at to start with. Uh, Head over to race two, the 1400 metre benchmark 72. Astro is your favourite at $5 currently, third place in its last start at Rose Hill, Um, following 1.1 lengths behind the winner either or um but i'm gonna go something a bit different here i'm going where is it i have to scroll through this sorry punters uh mr rocket with with uh with brock ryan on board nine dollars to win two dollars ninety for a place second place last start behind persevere um only just getting it getting done by that by 0.2 lengths and then the win before that with winning by a length is pretty good so it's run it's the last three at Hamler Range, and the last three have been in the top three, a second place, a first place, and a third place. So that reads pretty well for me. Knows the track really well, running it here again. Um, and all those races, except for the third place, were on the 1400, and it's on the good track. So looking pretty nice for me. Mr. Rocket for me in the second.
0: Mate, you took all the words out of my mouth. I'm on the exact same horse for the exact same reasons. I think it'll be super strong to the line, 52 kilos, lightest weight horse in the race, and it's the lightest... R- r- rat- Sorry, lightest weight this horse has ever had to carry. So I think he just flies home late at that $9.50 price, like you said. So race three, 2,000 metres. I'll be straight to the point. I think just a Jedi is a good a chance as any. Pretty average, a couple of runs back punters, but bounce back last start, very close to pipping Walinga Rufio on the post. Just couldn't get the bob of the head. Now with the extra 200 metres to really stretch out its leg, I think it'll be nice and fit to get the job done here. Get over the line, $7.50 to win, $2.60 to place. Just a Jedi for me in the third
1: yeah, it's pretty open race here. Obviously, your favourite paying six dollars fifty. You have got two favourites in Naval Seal and Colour Sergeant. Um, I'm going to go a bit rough here. I'm going to go with Tampering, uh, for giving it its last start seven point four lengths behind the winner. Um, probably about the same field as running against, to be honest. But um, before that, it was thereabouts with um, with Cisco Bay and um, Cognac as well. So pretty good, pretty good horse here. Tampering tipped it a couple of times and it's done decent runs, pretty decently. But I reckon this is the breakthrough race. It's going to get uh, twenty-three dollars and six dollars for a place. I'm pretty happy with that.
0: Massive, massive, massive value, mate. Take us to race four.
1: Race four, we got the thousand meter sprint eleven eleven, benchmark seventy-eight here. Your favourite is uh, way to the stars at four dollars with Timmy Clark on board. Um, I really like this race. To be honest, I reckon it's one of the more interesting ones of the day. A couple of horses that I really like the look of here, but I'm going to go with quick tempo, sorry, $6.50 and $2.40 for a place. Seven place last start, 2.7 lengths behind the winner. Not too bad, Um, but it's been running pretty decently, there or thereabouts. It's gone second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh out of its five runs from this prep. So it's been thereabouts, hasn't had too many falling back, and it's been right in in, and amongst it. So I reckon this one's the one it's looking for. yeah, quick tempo for me at $6.50.
0: In and amongst it is the best way to describe this horse because last start, again on Cup Day, got it was like I was racing at Monaco, Nick. It was in so much traffic, couldn't get strong to the line and that's why it just was never a factor. I'm on it for the exact same reasons you said. Ooh. Quick tempo, I reckon he just gets the win here, surely. If he is able to get clear and have his strong turn of foot to the line, he gets the job done. Like you said, $6.50 to win and uh, the $2.40 to place each way mark on quick tempo is a good bet to have in the fourth, I reckon, punters. So race five, 1,200 metres. Queen Bellissimo should lead them with authentic Jewel coming over from the rightest barrier to settle towards the front as well. Likes of Embella and Pretty Wild are going to be the ones to try and come from the back. Usually I would be on Devil's Triangle punters, But with no jockey booked, it doesn't give me any confidence whatsoever. So that makes me think that it's potentially uh, running elsewhere. I believe it's double nominated. I think it might be running in Melbourne as well, down at Bendigo, or is it Ballarat? I'm not sure. Um... But, yeah, no confidence in the Devil's Triangle since it hasn't got a booking. So I'll opt with Vianello instead. Zach Lloyd goes on the Godolphin horse, so it's only carrying 54.5 kilos. Will be much fitter for the first up run, where she only lost by a nose to Way of the Stars. Who is the favourite Nick mentioned in race four? So at $4.80 to win, I think Vianello has a solid chance in the fifth.
1: Yeah, race five. I'm going with either or here. $9 for a win and $3 for a play. So I mentioned it earlier. Look at this. Look at this record here, this prep. One last start by one one length. Second, third, ninth, we'll forgive four. 2.1 lengths off the winner still. And a first place again. So it's had a real good prep. It's been real strong and it's starting at $9. Tommy Berry on board, quality jockey. I don't see how it can get much better than that either or for me in race number five.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It's certainly the money's coming for it. $15 into $9 into $8.50 back out to 9 now. So the punters seem to love it. Um... So we go to the sixth, mate. Take us to the six.
1: Twelve hundred meters at the benchmark seventy eight to go. Um your favorite here is Abel Willie. Sorry, took me a while to read that. Not much of a reader. Four dollars twenty for the for the favourite at the moment. Um I reckon this is gonna be a pretty good race as well. You've got Mars Mission, who um who won on Cup Day, was it? No. Was no, it? that was Golden Eagle Day. Golden one. Eagle Day, we were there for that one, wrong wrong day, but yeah. Four dollars fifty for the win for um, that horse, and I reckon I'm going to go with it here. That win was pretty nice, and I think you tipped it or I tipped you it. You tipped it. I tipped it last time. There you go. I knew one of us did. Um, so yeah, four dollars fifty for this horse is pretty good for a for a winner. Tommy Berry again, quality horse. Probably draws an outside barrier, which isn't which isn't great, but um, could be worse. So yeah, it's going to be my tip.
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. This is probably the race of the day in my mind. A lot of top horses for the benchmark ranks going around. It'll be hotly contested. Like you mentioned, Mars Mission, great horse. But uh, it's jumping up 5.5 kilos, which is huge. And it also scares me off. I mean, a lot of confidence from the camp. Otherwise, they wouldn't have backed uh, Tommy Berry to take over from Zach Lloyd. Zach Lloyd gave it a great ride on Golden Eagle Day. So shout out to him. They've upgraded to Tommy Berry. They've gotten the senior rider on board. But because of that... And that win, a lot of weight has gone on the back now. So I'm just not sure if I can be on it with such a big weight um, compared to last start. Rainbow Connection is a horse that I respect highly. And I believe he'll be in the finish as with the favourite Abel Willie. And the fact that Abel Willie is first up off a gelding has me really excited to see what he can do. And I will probably regret it very much if he gets up. But I'm going to go with Kanazawa instead. Been with it before. It's done me really well. It's a super strong horse in winter. It got up for me multiple times in the winter. A lot of happy punters there. So hopefully it has the chance to do even better in summer. Only 54 kilos on the back here. I reckon Zach Lloyd, who's going on this horse instead of Mars Mission, and Godolphin get a cheeky double here. I'm all over Zach Lloyd and Godolphin here. Uh, $7 to win, $2.50 on Kanazawa in the sixth.
1: Very nice, mate.
0: We move to the seventh, 1,000 metres. I'll be straight to the point again, punters. Malkovich, the favourite. Needs a bone-dry deck to really do his best work and gets it. Last year in the same race, he lost narrowly to 11-11. Last start this prep, he narrowly lost to Clemenceau, who only beat him thanks to an 11-kilo weight swing. So it shows how important weight swings can be, punters. Uh, I think Malkovich finally gets back into the winner's circle here. I think he'll be really strong to the line. $4 to win on Malkovich is my play in the seventh.
1: Very nice, mate. Um, I really like this race as as well, to be honest. There's a couple of good ones here, and this is one that I, I really like the look of. Um, I think you really, really spoke well on um, Malkovich there. But I'm going to go somewhere away from the favourite. I'm going a very fine red. I tipped it two starts ago when um, I tipped it off a name bet, and it's actually a quality horse. Um, love a red as well. Um, shout out to the boys in the cricket team. Um, <laughs> yeah, one at Caulfield, comes up to, comes back up to um, New South Wales and runs here. I'm pretty excited about it. At won just by a whisker last start. Uh, not last start, the start before, and then the start before that. It came 3 point le- 3.1 lengths off the winner, paying $17. So it's not too bad here. $10 for the win, $3 for 20. It's pretty good at each weight odds for me. So looking very nice. We skip race eight the gong. We'll come out yeah, to gong it at the gong. That's the
0: tip off, the final tip off race. As we go into race nine, 1600 meter mark, Nugget at $3.50. Beware the mayor and just import here. Only lost first up because of a weight swing. I think this will be the only thing that stops him this time as well if he can't handle the top weight. Well, not the top weight, but the heavyweight that he's carrying. Uh, he seems quite talented, uh, does Young Nugget. So I'll be on him at $3.50 to win. Uh, he's into $3.30 now as well. So call it on board. 60 kilos on the back. It is a little heavy, but I think he just gets the job done here. So $3.30 win bet with Nugget.
1: Very nice. I'm going to go with Bullfinch here. $13.00 and $3.80 for a place. So I'm tipping a lot of value in this card today. Um, I reckon it's a good chance. Tommy Berry on board again. Um, last up, fourth behind Tamer Lane by 1.1 length. So it's there and thereabouts. And, yeah, it's it's racing pretty well at the moment. Just hasn't really had that real breakout run where it's run really, really well. So I reckon I'll be peaking for this one. Third up here. Um, yeah, should blitz through and hopefully get through to the end. And $13 for this horse, pretty good. Opened at 19 so get on an early punters because I'm sure it'll come in even more. So we're heading to the last, mate. Uh, the 1,400 metres, benchmark 78 to, to end it. Oris Legend is our $6 favorite here, Uh, pretty open race. This one comes in first up with a pretty decent first up record. Um, Two in the top three from three starts. So probably a deserved favorite. Um, But I'm going to go something a bit different here. I'm going with Arnaqueer, another pretty good value. $10 for the win, $4, sorry, $3.30 for a place. Um, Apprentice Jockey on board claims 1.5 kilos, which is pretty nice. Um, third place last start obviously behind short shorts and by three and a half lengths so not too bad but yeah comes into this one last race of the card I'm going to go with Arna Queer thank you very much mate
0: mate I'm going to go with another Zach Lloyd and James Cummings combo with Tamer Lane gets right down in the weights considering his first up run he looks in great form I think he relishes the dry track here gets right up on the pace and runs past them all jeez three Zach Lloyd James Cummings combos and I'm on all of them today uh, I'll also mention Miss Madison Tried to be with her Last week But she got scratched At the barriers So just like Tamer Lane She has Waterford form So we know that Waterford Very talented horse We <laughs> talked about him earlier And his form has produced Plenty of winners in the past So I think she runs well At the $17 mark So maybe just go For a place with her But my main tip To finish off the season Is Tamer Lane With Zach Lloyd And James Cummings So mate nice. We'll go into the tip off Hit yeah. the sting baby Hit the sting <laughs> The great tip-off, uh, Kemble Grange Race 8. Sorry for my little brain fade there. I almost said Newcastle. But Kemble Grange Race 8, the gong, the final race of this year's tip-off. Uh, for those who are in our overall competition, it's very hotly contested. I reckon about anyone within about 20 points could get up realistically because this is a very open race. A lot of value to be had here. Someone could genuinely get a roughie up here and go from like 20th place up to first place. But, unfortunately, I will concede to you, Nick. You are the mock punter of the spring for the season.
1: It's easy. Punting's easy. Love you punning.
0: have absolutely smashed me this season. It has been not even close. I think you've almost doubled the amount of points I've picked up.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Uh To be honest, I reckon if you did, I'd probably be up there near the top for punters that didn't tip the Melbourne Cup winner. I think in the top... Four or five. Yeah, the top,
0: the top uh, six horses, I think, six horses, six people in the tip-off were all people that tipped Gold Trip and got the double points.
1: So I reckon I'm, I don't know, I think I'm like 12th or 13th maybe. I don't actually know what I am, but um, I'd be up there and thereabouts if um, if there wasn't double points. So, look, as long as one of the boys don't get up and they don't start rubbing it in, it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, I'll be holding against you, that's for sure, mate. So,
0: yeah. Oh, well, I reckon... The score would be two all now because I was punter of the autumn earlier this year, then punter of the spring last year. But like we mentioned, we used to be the mock racing club and you were punter of the year that (laughs) year that we were punter, when we were doing yearly, the like big, big chunk of the mock racing club. It'd be
1: interesting if we did do the yearly, how it would probably... I think I'd probably win because I was there or thereabouts in the autumn. It was pretty close. I think
0: you would overall be winning over me because it was close in the autumn Autumn, it was smashed smashed really me. close so, like really close yeah, i remember it uh, was down to the last couple of races i believe i think it was the
1: last me. race if i got up i would have beaten you so i yeah, think
0: yeah overall i reckon you've had the better year nick so i will concede that to you better spring but Take uh, it. yeah so uh, we'll go through the race here the gong uh, just Folk, Colding, Promise of Success, Rustic Steel, Kerwin's Lane, Surf Dancer, Berta Beck, Old Flame is your favourite with Tommy Berry on board. you got Skylab, Oscar Zulu, Hope in Your Heart, Brutality, Purple Sector, Love Tap, Riadini, Wild Planet, Parry Sound, Steely and Kissum. Capacity Field, all of them, I reckon literally any single one of the horses that I just read out could get up. It's yeah. going to be a very, very good race. I would not be surprised if it's a pack finish, wall of horses to the line. I reckon there'll be some photo finishes in the placings for sure. So, Nick, what are your thoughts on this race?
1: Uh, there's a couple that really stand out straight away. Obviously, Rustic Steel had a real good win a um, couple of weeks back. And, um, yeah, just beat Cisco Bay. It was Cup Day, I'm pretty sure, was it not? Yeah, in the big dance. It was the big dance. It was the big dance. So, yeah, Rustic Steel, the $9 winner. Uh, not nine, The $9 in this race looks pretty, pretty nice. Old Flame, obviously, a great horse. Probably deserved favourite. Um, Purple Sector, some a horse that I've followed pretty closely. Um, in its last couple of runs and it's been there and thereabouts. Riadini really drops in field here. Races against some pretty good ones, had a really good I don't know if it was spring last year, maybe, or autumn last year, but it was racing really well and it comes down to a real small field. Like you look at its look at Riyadini's prep. Came three point two lengths behind Private Eye who's absolutely flying right now. Um, as well as it it ran yeah, Sydney Stakes Sydney Stakes as well So um, It's it's a pretty good horse And it's something I'd really go off But um, i got to go for value here i got to try and get up In the punters You're thing. still
0: trying to win The overall one
1: 100% 100% Yeah Even if I tip So got to tip a horse That I reckon is the best chance For the best value It's going to be Love Tap Love Tap $26 winner $7 for a place If this gets up Absolutely Call it right now This will be the tip of the year Love tap for me, $26. Andrew Atkins on board. Won its last start down at Flemington um, by 1.3 lengths, paying $12. So, obviously, that reads all right. Um, What is it coming in at? So, yeah, it's had two wins this prep, and it's been there or thereabouts, fourth place to start, fourth place in the second-to-last run it ran. Um, I reckon it's probably the best roughie chance, in my opinion, in this race. You can speak different to me if you want. Draws the... Draws the absolute car park. That's the only probably worried that I'm too worried about. But um, in that case, it'll still draw. It'll still run at a decent price. So the last couple of times I've backed a Ruffy, it's actually come into ten or twelve dollars on race day. Ice bath. Yeah,
0: that's happened. Happened multiple times.
1: Twenty five dollars and it's run in at twelve. So <laughs> happens. But um, Love Tap will, will keep the price, and I reckon it's a good chance. So that'll be my tip for the Gong, mate. Who have um, you
0: got? I'm gonna be on Rustic Steel, mate. Rustic Steel, $9 to win, $3 to place, like you mentioned. Came off a blistering win over Cisco Bay in the big dance. He's super fit coming in this one. He's coming in this one fifth up. He loves the mile. He's undefeated at the mile punters. Three runs for three wins. Uh, He doesn't love Kembla Grange, though. That's a little bit of a worry. And he usually does his best work on the wet tracks. But... Like we saw, it was like good three that day at Randwick and still he got up. So he can get the job done. I reckon he gets it here. The only worry is Brenton Abdallah is currently booked. He's slightly injured coming off last week where his horse in the first uh, fell behind the barriers and fell on him. So his leg is a little sore. He pulled out of riding for the rest of the day and didn't ride on Wednesday. But he's set to make his return. If he's fully fit, he will go. Hopefully he's still able to put in the best ride. But I think Rustic Steel... $9 to win, $3 to place, a little bit of each-way value there and hopefully get some pride back if I can snag some points there. But uh, I'm going mainly just for a horse that I'm super confident is going to be in the finish. And I think go Rustic well Steel into is. the
1: autumn. tip, Finish the spring well because you haven't had a good one and then go into the autumn with some confidence. I like it, mate. It's um, a good horse. Rustic Steel won the big dance. Um, as we finish with the tip-off, mate, I just want to take us to around the grounds. I've got a couple of tips here. Not sure what you've got here. Um, look, I'm going to put it out there. The podcast won't be up by this time. Gepelli, lay the bet. <laughs> lay bet this horse. This horse will not win. Last place on Cup Day, race one. Um, race six at Hawkesbury, $7.50 um, today, Wednesday. You won't even get to see it, but yeah. Um, if we get it in time tomorrow, Mooney Valley race seven. Savannah Cloud runs at $5 on the um, on the Friday. As well as on Saturday, my horse. My horse that I can say is mine now, Fighting McLaren. $8 winner at Morville Race 6 and $2.45 for a place. We backed it a couple of times on this podcast, coming back first up. Train is pretty excited. We're pretty excited, looking pretty nice. Aussie Nugget, race number eight over the Sunshine Coast. Favorite horse going around, $6 <laughs> winner, $2.25 for a place. Name something better. Um, and then Race 10, bet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Race number ten, Giannis, our boy. Um, God, one, about, Giannis. one of our mates owns his horse, two five dollars for a you. winner and eight dollars for a place. So Giannis, if it does anything, you're an absolute weapon. So yeah, that'll be my around the grounds tip, mate.
0: Uh, I've only got three. I've got over at Ascot in the W A Guineas. Amelia's Jules, the favourite, only two dollars short. But I reckon put it in a multi instead of getting on it uh, for a win bet. Uh, Railway Stakes I'm going your old favourite man Yonkers uh, to really show the uh, Perth horses how Sydney horses get it done Sydney form is all the rage these days as it's the uh, best racing in the country in my opinion so I think he takes it over there and gives them a good run for their money and then Ballarat Cup Long Villas for Chris Waller put up a video on our Instagram and our TikTok uh, breaking down why Long Villas is one to follow in the long term comes off a really strong run in the Five Diamonds was really strong for the line uh, could have come top four if it wasn't for being held up in traffic. Uh, and Ellsberg, of course, like we said, broke the course record that day. So, I mean, it had a lot to contest with. A horse that broke the course record. It was first up in a new country, new trainer. Uh, hadn't really seen the conditions before. Now it's acclimatised, uh, gets better run to suit, gets a better barrier to suit, hopefully gets it up. And hopefully I was right in saying it's one to follow or at least puts in a positive run. So Long Villas in the Ballarat Cup for me. Uh, move on to the Quaddy. Hopefully we go out with a bang and hit one. Haven't hit a lot, just like last spring. Autumn seems to be quality time for us, but oh well. Race seven at Kembla Grange. Malkovich, Remlap's gem, a very fine red, Dragonstone. In the gong, we've gone Rustic Steel, Old Flame, Purple Sector, Riardini and Love Tap.
1: Race nine, we've gone Nugget, Solar Apex, Bull Finch and War Eternal. And then race 10, we've got Tame Lane, Miss Madison, Irish Legend and Anna Queer. 50 bucks gets you about 16% and hopefully we can hit the last quaddy of the Spring Carnival podcast.
0: Yes, 100%. So, Nick, that brings us to the end of our big season finale. It'll be the last time you hear our voices running down a card until Magic Millions Day in early January. And then after that, you probably won't hear it until late February when the autumn card really starts to kick on board. But like we said, there will still be plenty of content coming your way. We are working on many projects behind the scenes. So make sure to follow all of our socials on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok at the mock sports. You'll find us, uh, give us a f- subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple podcasts, five-star rating, anything you can do to support us. Please do it. It just helps us grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Like we said, 2023 is about to be year of the mock. So we want to bring you all along for the ride punter. So thank you for the support you've given us so far. Any more, you can send our rate our way. We'd love to see it.
1: hundred percent. Thanks guys. Um, Hope you guys have a good off season. Obviously, we'll have some content to come out. But yeah, thanks very much, guys. Take it easy. Have a good weekend.
0: Oh, Crone's getting a split.